Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I am uh, one half of the podcast. Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Uh, and joined, as always, by my co-host, Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout and uh, co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan of Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, except during baseball season. Baseball season, they they, they like they occasionally get some some early off days, like today. Uh, Brian, Brian, you got a good hour and a half off to, to kind of rest up and relax a little bit? I did. I'm, uh, I didn't, I'm having one of my days, though, today where... Uh, very fortunate to start the day doing Cowboy Break with DallasCowboys.com and then do, what, three and a half hours of radio on my normal show on 105.3 The Fan and then get to finish up the night with uh, working with you. So it's all Cowboys all the time and uh, I'm just having a blast doing this podcast and I really, really do. I think I'm speaking for Bobby here. We just can't thank you guys enough for uh, for listening, for the questions, for everything that you guys have done for us. Uh, it's made this uh, such a, wor- a worthwhile thing for us to to be a part of. Yeah, we actually uh, got some numbers today. Everybody very happy, uh, the, yeah. the higher-ups, very, very happy with the audience that uh, you guys have helped us establish here. And, uh, you know, the, the numbers look well, great. You guys are tuning in at a very high rate, and we appreciate you all. I, I tell you what, Bobby, I listened to our show from uh, Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, today when I was walking. And, uh, you know, when you have a show, they have commercials. Bobby and I have nothing to do with the commercials. <laughs> yes. Okay. Understand so that. <laughs> just fight, just fight through, just fight through, and then you'll get your content. But <laughs> we got to pay bills here. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Just trust me. Bobby and I have nothing to do. We're, we're just tell, We're just talking football with you. So, just fight through as you, as you can. So, Brian, we are getting closer to uh, regular season football. We're, we're yeah. less than 10 days out by the time that this uh, podcast will hit the air. Um, we'll, we'll talk next segment a little bit, obviously, about the Jason Peters developments and where things stand at left tackle, um, how we've seen Tyler Smith looking with his movement skills and everything else uh, out there practice this week, how much the ankle might be hampering him a little bit, but... With the regular season drawing so close, I, I thought it'd be a good chance for us to go over some of the X factors, some of the make-or-break aspects of this Dallas Cowboys football team this year. 
And, uh, you know, I think we can, the first one that we can talk about that I think we can tie in based off of, uh, you know, just referencing there that we're going to be talking about Jason Peters and everything. Uh, and I think I've said this, I think you've said this, the entire for- fortunes of the Dallas Cowboys 2022 season, I think resides in how good the offensive line is. If they're able to keep things steady, if they're able to protect for Dak Prescott, if they're able to open up some stuff in the running game, I think this will be a good football team. If the offensive line struggles, I think everything else around it on offense is going to fall apart, and you're looking at a pretty tough year. Uh, So for me, I think it's the offensive line overall is the X factor, and then if you're drilling it down in a more particular manner, you're probably going to say how quickly Tyler Smith learns and what kind of stabilizing factor he can be. I think you're absolutely right about that, Bob. I, the This time last year, if we were doing the Love of the Star podcast, we would probably be saying the X factor will be how well the defense plays. Yep. If it could be a top 15 defense, if they could be top 12 in scoring defense, you know, what a, what a difference a year makes. And it never was, you would think, that the, the strength of the team would be, you know, this time last year, we always talked about the offensive line. Yep. You talked about Tyron Smith. You talked about uh, Lyle Collins. You talked about Zach Martin. You know, all these things, it was never a question about the offensive line. And really what a difference a year has made so far for this football team. And they've tried to address it the best they could. I know today on Cowboys break, I asked Nick Eatman and Amber Garcia and Derek Eagleton, you know, power rank for me, the offensive lineman. And, you know, they were, everybody had their different order of, of how they had this, uh, this thing going, but yeah, it was, you know, that's, that's the biggest question right now where again, last year was about how good could this defense be? Are they going to be good enough? And now is maybe this offensive line will surprise us much like the defense did. Uh, maybe you will get another year of growth from Terrence Steele. Maybe the rookie steps in at left tackle and and gives you a solid performance there. You know, maybe you know uh, Connor McGovern playing guard, uh, you know, was the right fit, and he just you know he, now he has the experience. Now, these are just all hopes that you have, you know. And and but we also had hopes for the defense last year, and boy, did they sure perform. Yeah, and I think when you talk about Maybe this offensive line will be better than we think. Uh, I, I think in order for that to happen, this is these are some of the things the Cowboys would be looking at. Terrence Steele would need to make a similar jump from year two to year three that he made in year one to year two. Uh, Tyler Biotish would have to show that some of their, their pre-snap IQ quarterback of the offensive line concerns have, have been put to rest, that, that he's shown that he went into the classroom and became a good study and and was able to take all that and put it onto the football field. Connor McGovern is going to have to show that he has stepped up and responded to the sort of concerns that Joe Philbin and, and the offensive line coaches had for him last year that caused him to get pulled right back out of the lineup after going in there for Connor Williams. And then Tyler Smith, it's, he's going to have to show that that learning curve is, is not nearly as steep as I think a lot of people thought it was on draft night Brian, if you were to 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 assess that and look at it and say, which area do you feel most comfortable in hitting? That Tyler Smith's learning curve isn't so steep. Connor McGovern has fixed a lot of the things that held him back the first few years. Tyler 
Biotish is somebody who uh, has addressed some of the quarterback of the offensive line concerns or Terrence Steele continuing to show that kind of progress? Which do you think is most likely for them? I'm going to go with the rookie left tackle. And I know there's people out there that believe that Tyler Smith got beat out for that left guard job. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah. I, I'm saying that. Uh, I'm, I'm confident I could say that. But I'll also say this. when And I mentioned earlier on Cowboys break, I was asked to rank, you know, right along with those guys. I put Tyler Smith as my second offensive lineman behind Zach Martin. I have that much faith in what Tyler Smith can do for this offensive line. I, I love the uh, the comments that you guys got from him post practice. He's talking about his steps. He's talking about you know getting back out there and and you know and you know being able to to do it and feeling comfortable again. You know he. I don't think this is a kid that's scared. I really don't. No. I think he's. I think he welcomes this challenge. And if you look at uh, how this thing could play out. He could go out there and play very, very well. We, you know, I didn't have a whole hell of a lot of confidence in Terrence Steele. I really still don't. But to your point, Terrence Steele has played better. He has. All the all those times where I thought, no, this is a disaster, I still have concerns about him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But to be completely honest with you, when I ranked I ranked Biotish as my fifth lineman. I had Terrence Steele at four. So that kind of just tells you right now that I have concerns about Steele, but I also have concerns about the center as well. But the question you asked me is, you know, which one do you feel the best about? I feel really good about a kid that I know is super tough, is super strong, and he's willing to do whatever he has to do to be a part of this offensive line and have success, and I love that about him. And, and even with that said, I don't think you're, uh, at least from the discussions we've had, I don't think you've portrayed this. Uh, I don't think you're bearish on Connor McGovern, though, right now. You feel pretty good about the camp he's had, right? I do, and that's what I'm saying. If you had, uh, my power rankings would be Martin, Smith, and then McGovern. That's how... I, I, it's amazing to me that, you know, you talk about these offensive linemen and people are like, well, what if Tyler Smith doesn't have success and you have to move him or pull him? Does that kill his confidence? Heck, you started Connor McGovern last year and he didn't finish the season as a starter. And now look, now I believe it's because of the situation because of Tyler Smith having to play left tackle that Connor McGovern is going to start at left guard. But there's nothing to make me feel like that that Connor McGovern didn't have a, a really nice camp and and was very capable of the opportunities he got. I felt good about the way he played. So that's why I'm listing him as my third guy right now and, and as far as the offensive line confidence meter, if you want to call it that. 
And then when we look at some of these other X factors, uh, and, and Brian, I'll, I'll toss to you here in a sec to, to get some things that you're looking at. Uh, one of the other things that I think is really important, Jalen Tolbert. That I think Jalen Tolbert needs to step up, and he needs to have a bigger impact than I think Michael Gallup did his rookie year, where he was 33 receptions, a little over 500 yards, but wasn't good enough that he was able to hold them off from going and saying, we need to go get Amari Cooper. We have to go get a guy like that. And so for me, and Mike McCarthy kind of acknowledged that this week, that Jalen Tolbert's been a little up and down for them. Um, I, I think that Jalen Tolbert stepping up and solidifying himself as a real third option alongside Gallup and Lamb as the season goes on would be huge for this football team. I think you make an excellent point there, Bobby. And, and that, you know, I, I look at guys like with that wide receiver room and you know, we're, you and I have kind of – we're a little bit split on where we think Gallup is going to end up, whether it's week two against Cincinnati or week three against the Giants. I, You know, I just – you know, I want to believe that it's more sooner than later, but you could be absolutely right. Nobody said, hey, Brian, week two or week three. I just know it's – the fact that they didn't have him on PUP was a big win for them and a big win for the kid. So, you know, yeah, Tolbert – Noah Brown, those guys have got to step up, though. If there's no uh, gallop for the first couple of weeks, somebody's got to go make some plays. Somebody's going to go fight for that football. You know, somebody's got to make a big third down catch. Uh, you know, till Gallup was having a really good game in week one against the uh, against the Buccaneers. I mean, he started off great, and then he you know got the calf injury, and that was that was the last we saw him for a while. But you know, somebody's got to step up in this group. And, you know, C.D. Lamb, you would expect him. You know, you're expecting Dalton Schultz to step up. But somebody that's one of these skill guys have to do it. And, and I'm going to give you my skill guy that has to step up. I think it's Ezekiel Elliott. And it might turn into I, – I don't know if the running lanes are going to be there all the time. I, I know when you and I went through it the other day, I, I named four of the five guys I think have run – or have running blo- run blocking as a strength. Yep. Maybe it won't be pretty all the time. Hopefully the tight ends get involved, you know, that they can they can make that work. But I'm really thinking this is going to be on Ezekiel Elliott. I think this is a really, really important year for him. Just for the fact that every year the numbers have gone down. Now, last year he was injured, you know, and, and they, they were adamant that he wasn't injured. And I kept saying, well, he's not hurt. He's not hurt. This is what I'm hearing. No, he was hurt. And they're admitting now that he was hurt. But this is a really, really important year for him because if he can have success, and I'm not saying he's going to have 2016 success. Sure. I think it's a different player. He even admitted that when we interviewed him on 105.3 during training camp. He's like, I, I hope you know I could get back to a level I once had, but you know that's tough. And I, I respect him for saying that. But this team is going to need him to have some success. You know, they're going to need him to have uh, that running game success, much like if we go back to DeMarco Murray in 2014. And if you remember, you know, Romo was established, but, you know, Murray was so good at running that ball, and it was a different offensive line, I understand. But they had so much success that when Murray got hurt, they would kind of figured out some things, and Tony Romo went on a tear in December. Yep. And I, I think that's kind of what I'm hoping for the Cowboys here, that – that that uh, that Zeke gets on a tear 
and he, and he starts putting together some really, really good games, and it takes some of the pressure off Dak. But then all of a sudden, well, Dak's feeling comfortable. The team's looking good. You know, maybe Zeke has a bad game or two in December, but but Dak's there to kind of pick things up. So that that's kind of how I hope this offense. I hope they find the balance, and I think Zeke Elliott is a big, big part of that balance. Uh, another X factor here for me as we're starting to wrap up this segment here, and I think this also plays to the offensive line being good, uh, is just Dak Prescott's health. Because there's yeah. never been a question about Dak Prescott's durability. Then you look back at back into 2019, he has the shoulder injury right at the end of the season um, after he got driven into the ground against the Rams. Five games into the 2020 season, breaks the ankle. Preseason 2021, he has the shoulder injury. Then he gets into the 2021 season, he has the calf strain. And it's these injuries are starting to stack up a little bit for Dak, which is, is to be expected. The The more you go along, the more hits you take, the more you're, you're probably going to break down a little bit. Um, but you don't want it to become a Tyron Smith type of situation, especially for your quarterback. So to me, the big key is let's go a full 17-game set of, you know, a full 17-game schedule with the type of durability we had from Dak Prescott in 2016, 2017, 2018. I think that's going to be huge for their success is Dak remaining healthy. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think Dak has put a lot of that behind him too. How he looks physically, uh, he's always going to be in shape. He's always going to be ready to go. He, you know, it looks like he's, long, you know, taken off a few more pounds That'll help the mobility. I think mentally he's in a really good spot. He understands what's going on at offensive line right now. And, you know, he might have to carry this group a little bit. I talk about Zeke. I talk about the receivers. But if I could throw one more X factor in there, I know we're yep. up against some time. Right, go, go, have at it. And re- real quick, Kellen Moore. Yep. That That's a really important X factor for this football team. Does Kellen Moore, the way he calls the game, the way he manages this offensive line, the, the way he manages the receivers and the quarterback – I think this is going to be huge. Dan Quinn did a great job of managing the defense last year, and you saw what happened with that. I think Kellen Moore needs to have a similar type of rebirth, and maybe what we saw those first you know, eight, nine games from him last year, somehow he needs to summon that up one more time and, uh, and get this team on the right path offensively. Your, do you have a greater hope in Joe Philbin coaching up this young offensive line? To, to a level that we need, or, or do you have greater faith in Kellen Moore calling an offense that's closer to what they need? Well, Joe Philbin, I'll give him credit for getting Terrence Steele ready in the many of those games that they were able to win last year. You have to give Joe Philbin credit for that. I do wish that they had a different offensive line coach, and that's just me. You know, I'm not – I'm my apologies to Joe Philbin's family or anything like that, but it, professionally I would just say I wish that Mike McCarthy would have made a switch there. He made a switch at defensive coordinator. You know, Mike McCarthy's let go several of his friends. You look at the staff and how different it looks from the first year of the guys he had to to uh, release from their jobs. A lot of them guys were friends. Some of the coaches he brought in, they got demoted. You know, Joe Joe Witt's coaching the secondary. Al Harris is really kind of underneath him that way. You know, the linebacker coach, and George Edwards was here, but – uh, Scott McCurley, he's no longer the, the linebackers coach. You know, that, that, those are things that had to be done. And But, you know, Mike McCarthy would not change out his offensive line coach. My hope is, though, that 
that these guys find a way to develop. They find a way to 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 play together, and they stay healthy. So. Uh, they they can they can continue the continuity that they need to have to to make this thing work. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.